everybody! Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> we're, going, we're going full announcer voice here. I'm fake. In a world where men do podcasts about things. Uh, oh. And I'm Dan. What about women? Uh, that's not this world. So that's not that's not what's going on here, uh, with the very <laughs> occasional exception of uh, of a guest host this here is, and there. Uh, this is a mess. Of an intro. Th- yeah, yeah. Coming up on today's show. Okay, good. Go on with it. <laughs> uh, we're at, we're going to be talking about quackery. Okay. Yes, that's full true. on quackery. It's we're well. We're going to be talking about. Um, uh, medis- medicinal things uh, or things that are presented as medicinal and we'll be asking the question are, are these legitimate? I have to say, Dan yeah. that thus far this has not sounded like our show one bit. Good. <laughs> We're changing it up. <laughs> like I can normally like like hear it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm not hearing it today. That's okay. Anyway, we'll we'll settle back in. Yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. fine. It's been so long. It's been yeah. a while since you and I were out of together. Our, our rhythm. My microphone we're, we're smells too- like mustache. <laughs> we're both tuned into Mark. Yeah, exactly. We're all we're we're both like trying to guide each other through this process. <laughs> no, just let muscle memory go. Yeah, okay. All right. We'll do it. Well, but Dan, yes, we will be talking about uh about pseudoscience quackery. coming up. Quack I, I prefer quackery. Okay, we'll be talking that's, we'll, that's the word. We'll be quacking later in the show. <laughs> no, <laughs> all right, anyway. But for now, let's uh should we do some some things? Sure. Some stories? Yeah. I got one. Okay. This one is not this one's pertinent to uh, to our group of folks to the to the non-believers of the world ah um, you know there are several atheist organizations out there uh, not a lot mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. are a few and some of the big ones oh yeah uh, you know there are, there's the atheist American atheist that's a pretty big one oh they're huge uh, two of the biggest however are now becoming one of the biggest. <gasps> So we have one fewer organization? <laughs> That's true. No. That's true. But. No. We now have a one very large one. A mega. A mega org. org mega org. <laughs> uh, the Center for Inquiry, which is a, a very oh, large national yeah. uh, organization, and Richard Dawkins's foundation, the Richard Dawkins Foundation, what, which is his foundation. What is this thing going to be called? Uh, it's still the Center be... for Richard Dawkins? Yes, exactly. The Center of Richard Dawkins in- Inquiry is what it's going to be called. No, it, it, they're just going to keep Center for Inquiry. Uh, but they will now have... And I guess I should say that the full title of, of Mr. Dawkins' organization is the Richard Dawkins Foundation for Reason and Science. Uh, just because of the name, it had to go. Yeah, apparently... It, it... <laughs> It was too much. It, it buckled under the weight of its own name. <laughs> the signage was unwieldy. <laughs> Far so, too expensive. They spent so much yeah. on the neon signage. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it'll be CFI. Uh, however, they will be. Uh, they'll be using Dawkins's uh, a person from Dawkins's organization as their their new president. Okay. Um, which is uh, a woman named. Uh, Robin Bloomner will be will be taking over. All right. Uh, the, uh, Ron Lindsay, uh, who has headed CFI since 08, uh, has has now stepped down. Okay. 
Uh, so Miss Miss Bloomner will be uh, will be in charge, and uh, hopefully all will go well. I, you know, I spent time at the CFI uh, Los Angeles office when I went out there to for the uh, for the reading of of my mm. of my teleplay that was mm -hmm. that that won their little contest there. And, uh, and what happened? Did you inquire? As, what did you inquire? There was about? a lot of inquiry happening. <laughs> Everybody was always asking questions. I was like, "Geez, somebody make a statement around here, will you?" <laughs> but they seem like, like a horrible, horrible. Just anyway, I was they seem like lovely folks. I was going to make a Jeopardy joke, and then it just—they <laughs> <laughs> can't have Jeopardy there. Please phrase your answer in the form, your question in the form of an answer or whatever, and then everybody just goes crazy, and nobody knows what to do. So there you go. Yeah, we uh, that, that that we have now one very large org uh, <laughs> instead of two medium-sized ones. Form of atheist org, and uh, mind you, very large in atheist terms. Pretty pretty <laughs> means a collection of about three or four people. Pretty cute. No, no, they've got. Uh, let's see, what do they have? There was a figure that said how many, how many. Uh, 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 employees. Looks like uh, CFI has uh, 41 employees currently. Oh, wow. So Really? Yeah. For an org, that's not, it's not that's, small. That's not small. You know, $5.2 million dollar what, budget yearly. Oh, oh, really? Uh, Dawkins Foundation uh, will bring in an additional $1.3 million to $1.5 million. Wow. And, and three employees. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're not messing around. No. These folks. Like I said, that, that the CFILA, they have uh, a biweekly like meeting there. They've got a little theater that they oh. that they meet in that's really that's really oh. the Steve Allen Theater. Really? Yeah. Really? It's in it's in it's in uh in Hollywood. I recommend if you're in the LA area, go to their bi weekly meeting. It's fun. All right. You might get to see uh, my screenplay according, oh, being this, read. This according to... Oh, oh, so that was the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Well, Dan, yeah. I heard you're in the market for a new car. I, uh, that, that, to, that Toyota out front is uh, in, in dire straits, no? It will. That Toyota <laughs> will never die. Ever. But well, for the sake of argument, yes, I'm totally looking for a new totally car. You're totally looking for a new car. I heard this. Yeah. And, you know, everybody who owns a Toyota looks at uh, Fiat's as the as their next car. It's, it's the natural progression. Uh, <laughs> everybody loves... They just hate quality, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> quality <laughs> and construction. <laughs> anyway, uh, now, uh, yeah, so there are two Fiat 500Ls that are going to be auctioned off this week in uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, it's coming up. The 30th. When, when is the actual auction? Oh, the auction is uh, January 29th. Okay. Um, uh, these are the, I'm sorry, it won. One Fiat. I, oh, okay. I, I can't believe I, I screwed that up. Um, there were two Fiat 500s that were used as... Popemobiles while they were in this country. What? And they are auctioning one of them <laughs> off as a fundraiser. So the Archdiocese of Philadelphia yeah. uh, is the beneficiary of a donation oh. from the, 
I think it's actually Chrysler Fiat who they were lending the two Fiat 500s to the Pope while he was in the country. Well, they've decided to donate them to uh, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia uh, as part of a fundraiser uh, for the, uh, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Now, the 500L is not the big one. Yeah, that's the big, is it? bulbous, ugly one. Okay. The L stands, I think, for large. For large. Or lot of. Oh, it, it is um, sad to me that they that they opted to go with just the word 500 as opposed to the cinquecento, which would be, I guess, hard for Americans to say or something. Yeah. Well, what I have a problem with is that they couldn't just come up with a different name mm. rather than like 500L because right. there's nothing about this that's a cinquecento. Right, right. The the, the Cinquecento is the little tiny car that you do see driving around. Yes, on American yeah. roads now. And and there, I've seen a couple of the L's around, but it's just such a shame because the 500 is such a iconic little car. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, and so anyway, so if you happen to be in the Philadelphia area, and <laughs> or you just want a desperate need of a Pope mobile. I mean, but it's a pretty um, I kind of want it lackluster Pope mobile. All all its claim to fame is that the Pope rode in it. Yeah, they didn't do anything to it. It oh, was no. just a a five hundred L. That's enough. Surrounded by giant SUVs, yeah, protecting it the whole time. Yeah, but if you get the photos, you know, you get some of those photos of the Pope in it. And you just sort of plaster the interior with photos of the Pope in your in the, your car. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy that Pope mobile. Well, that's, I mean, that's it, my Pope mobile. It's I, I guess if you be believed in the in the Pope, um. <laughs> well, I believe in the Pope. The Pope exists. I'm, I, I have in the powers of the Pope. Oh right. Um, then then this would probably be your best bet for a Fiat that like might last. Oh yeah. You know. And yeah, run, that's run true. Decently. You don't even need to put a little Saint Christopher in there for to keep you safe because you got <laughs> you got Pope power now. I don't care. I don't care if Car and Driver did give it a two out of five. Yeah. That that machine's gonna last forever. Oh, I have to. Yeah, exactly. And well, at least until the second coming. Right. Yeah. Um, Meaning but, when the Pope comes next yeah. to the U.S. <laughs> and then and then uh, and then this fiat loses its power and another fiat gains. I don't think we'll get another visit from the Pope. It's always such a big deal when we get a when a yeah. nation, any nation gets a visit. I don't know. We'll Pope. get a new president and then he'll, he'll want to come and visit or something. Oh, we'll see. Go, 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 Pat. Trump on the <laughs> on, 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 on his on, fluffy little head. <laughs> well, there you go. Buy yourself a Pope mobile. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of Catholics, oh, I, 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 the New York Times did a really interesting uh, article yesterday. I think uh, that I wanted to bring up. Here's here's the thing. So uh, obviously, Ireland is no longer in in the deep throes of the. Catholic versus Protestant war that was that was raging for so long in Ireland. No, no. Um, however, there's still a little bit of an issue with uh, the Catholic Church controlling uh, f some of the schools there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking about primary schools here. Okay. Uh, do you want to take a guess as to the percentage of primary schools that are uh, under the control of the Catholic Church? Uh, 85%. It is 97%. Holy crap. 
97% of state-funded primary schools are under church control. Under the thumb of some evil monsignor somewhere. Right. Well, and you'd think, okay, so, you know, this is the UK. This isn't, you know, or, the, uh-huh. you know, this is not the, the uh, it's not the UK. It's Ireland. But this depends on which part of Northern which, which Ireland. Ireland you're Northern Ireland of. is part of the UK. Yeah. This but is this is the Republic. I, I guess so. But the, I mean, this is this is Europe. This is we're not talking about like the most, uh, uh, you know, we're not talking about an egregious thing here. Right. Catholic, even if Catholics control the schools, everybody has to get to go if, it, if it's public funded. Right. Well, it turns out not necessarily. It turns out that uh, if you're that they, it's still totally legal for the for the church to prefer Catholics over non-Catholics ah. when it comes to acceptance into these schools. Really? So, yeah, I mean, so so there's so there's a story of uh, Nikki Murphy, who, whose son Ruben was rejected by nine local schools in South Dublin because Ooh. he was not baptized. What? Nine schools he couldn't get into. He was forced... To, to to delay his education by a year, waiting to see if she waiting to see if uh, if they could get him into a school. What? They're, they're, apparently, Miss Miss Murphy is frantically looking for uh, for an alternative because she cannot find a school for her son. Oh my god! Uh, there's stories of Hindu people not being able to get into schools. It's it's becoming apparently a very large problem. My God! What about the three percent of schools that are not Catholic? Do you have any information? Oh, they're terrible. On that? They're awful. <laughs> the worst schools. <laughs> they're garbage. But I mean, come on. Well, when ninety-seven percent—I mean, it—it it, it occurs to me that for most people, you don't even have access to one of those schools. No, no, yeah, of course not. And nor should the system be established that everybody who happens to be somehow rejected by the Catholic schools has to go running and scurrying off to some other right public school. Yeah, it's publicly funded school, you know. Because yeah. that's what you're saying, right? That's what you're saying is that it's not just that the schools are Catholic schools and that's what everybody sends their kids to. No. These are the public These schools. These are the public schools. And and I the word public school I think means something different in that part of the world. Oh. But but okay. the, no, but this isn't just public school. These are state-funded primary schools. State fund oh, right. That's that's the key. So which for an American that's that's public that's a public school. Right. right. So I mean that's that's crazy. Like if you can't afford to send your kid to a private school, which is probably wow. also <laughs> church related. Like, well they probably don't have a parochial school system because, yeah, because they, they because have the state school system is parochial. They got Catholic schools. Yeah. They're the public schools. Right. It's crazy. Wow. So, Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Go Ireland. Way to go, guys. You find a nice madrasa somewhere. Right. Yeah. Get your act together, people. <laughs> why, why doesn't the Murphy child want to go to a madrasa? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm sure there's a nice Jewish school somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Go, go. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, a yeshiva. That's, that's a Jewish the, school, right? That's the one. That's what we were looking for. Is, yeah. that, is that a college? I think that's more of a college. Though. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, chime in, Rabbi. Gruber. Rabbi Gruber, okay. <laughs> Please. 
All right. Um, Dan. Yeah. It's back. Oh, no. The rash? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no. Uh, another attempt to remove uh, In God We Trust from U.S. currency. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, it, it will fail again, but sure. Great. Michael Nudal. Does that ring a bell? Uh, no. Should I know it that? Should. He's the one who, uh, do you remember the guy who went, argued before the Supreme Court? Okay. Um, about prayer in schools. Oh, okay. Or no, the Pledge of Allegiance, removing uh, the under God from the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. Uh, because his daughter was being forced to. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was that out in California. Remember. He's like an emergency room doctor or something of the sort. Okay. Um, he ha- he's, he's at it again. Good. Like, he got his taste of arguing before the Supreme Court, and now he's just, um, he's rabid for more. He's, he's, he's an eager loser, is what he is, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, well. You think maybe, he's got a shot? Well, what's interesting is that he's arguing uh, under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The exact same thing that Hobby Lobby found so right. much success with. Yeah. Um, this go around. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he might. I don't know. Of course, some people are saying, no, he, of course he doesn't have a chance. Uh, you know, like uh, Garrett Upps, a professor of law at the University of Baltimore. Yeah. Um, who writes about constitutional law for the Atlantic. Sure. He doesn't think that it's going to happen. He, he, he's, he's, quote, mystified <laughs> uh, by the argument that in God we trust is a burden on religious freedom. Yeah. I, Unless you've got your head in like, like... I think unless you're like truly like atheist and like not a believer, you don't you can't really understand. Right? Well, I mean, I think a, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, in a way, maybe uh, maybe a Jew or or a Muslim could understand this position just because even though they believe in a god, right, they're eminently aware that the god that's on the money is not their god. Yeah, it doesn't say in Allah we trust. Right, exactly. You know? And if, and but if it, it is did, a monotheistic claim, correct? Right. It is right. in God we trust, not in gods we trust. Right, right. This is not you know Battlestar Galactica. Maybe we should just be. Maybe what we should be arguing for, because this is a, this is a phases sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we should be asking for is just how about instead of in God we trust, we don't have to take it off completely, but let's say in a god or some gods, maybe we trust. <laughs> It's just a, it's just an inclusive thing. <laughs> Maybe we trust in uh or some gods. I don't know that that's really where we want to go. Um you don't I don't think that would sell? No. In, in Peoria? Yeah, there's also a petition on uh the we the people.org or whatever mm. the, the whatever the White House's little page is where sure. you can get petitions right. so that they actually have to address it in a press conference that right. thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Um there's a petition going on to, subs- to, to substitute um, or to swap out, sorry, uh, in God we trust with e pluribus unum. Right. Which would be great. Yeah. It was the original motto. It's a better motto. Yeah. It would be great. Uh, what is it? Out it's, of many one or something uh-huh. like that? Out of yeah. The, no, yeah. Out of the many one. Right. And I think that that would be fantastic, except that I, the, the Trumpites of our country don't believe in that anymore 
they don't believe in that that melting pot unity sort of thing. They don't believe in the power of diversity. What is it? <laughs> e pluribus duum? E pluribus plurubum or something. I don't know. Out, Out of, of the many, many. Many. <laughs> now you stay over there. How do you say binary? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, so I wish happening. him luck. Of course, I want. I've, of course, I want that to happen. But if you've paid any attention to any ruling that this particular Supreme Court has made that has anything to do that where Jesus gets involved in any way, you know where it's going to go. Yeah, but I hate the fatalist attitude sometimes because it. It, it it diffuses people's energy. It takes away your desire to put any effort into this. And I think this is something that we should be putting effort into. I agree entirely. I signed the, the damn petition. Sure. I don't sign petitions online. Right. Like, I hate all the email that comes afterward. Right. Right. Um, and so... So I, I just stay away from them, even usually if it's a it's a cause that I that I care about. Sure. But this is one that I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like I need to put my name on this. Yeah. You know? I mean, I get it. I just I'm not trying a, to be fatalist a, when I said a, a petition is like the least you can do. Correct. Well, no, not a petition. Petition <laughs> is the least you can do. Well, do if you are to do something, if you're going to do anything, right? Petition, it's a, it's petitions, the, the bottom of that of that <laughs> of, of that barrel. Here's me my feel point. Good. Me Here's feel my like point. My point is that I uh, I don't think that nothing should be done, and I and I support the effort completely. Mm -hmm. However, I think battling in the courts when Scalia is still put peddling his argle bargle uh -huh. is is fruitless. So I think it's a much better idea to wage this battle on a different. Uh, front yeah but these are people th this guy want he he's litigious right sure like that's what he does and he, he, and it he will, files lawsuits on issues and it will bring and up so, a question and 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 yeah. somebody will have a discussion and stuff but and there will be a dissent someone will write a dissent you know uh -huh. and that's the, the maybe they're they're hopefully <laughs> hopefully you know yeah. hopefully someone writes a dissent and you know there's value in that mm -hmm. that's an that's a that's a, a judicial opinion sure if nothing else right i mean i don't know the ins and outs of these things right but yes i don't know we'll be able to quote ruth bader ginsburg on this point yeah. later or something. or a future justice will be able to quote ruth bader ginsburg sure on it yeah you know? They'll, they'll have some thought. They'll have some thinking already worked out for them. Not that these people lack in thinking. I guess, but like, you know what? You want to know what my actual objection to this is? Like, the thing that really will, is getting, will get to me about this is that it's just another moment where I get to watch our, the highest jurists in the land get something entirely wrong on purpose. Like, they will get it entirely wrong, and they will make fallacious arguments about it, and it hurts me every goddamn time that happens. Still no reason not to do it. Okay, fine. It, so that Dan Beecher's little feelings don't get hurt? No, no. I'm just saying, like, that's the, that'll, <laughs> like, that'll happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> but no, th that's not the reason not to do it. The fact that, that you'll get ruled out for sure, like, there's no question that you'll be ruled against, that's maybe a reason not to do it. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, supposedly, when this guy, I mean, he's not a... A lawyer, by the way, right? No, right. And he he, he ends up arguing or, or stating his case, whatever, in front of the Supreme Court. And, like, observers of the court who were probably, like, 
you know, butts clinched before the guy started op- like like you know before he opened his mouth. Right. We're like he actually did a really good job, and the only thing that they they had against him or the what the ruling was against him was um, what, what do you call it when you don't actually have uh, grounds for, for oh yeah um, grounds. I isn't guess that, isn't that it? I I guess I don't know. I, they said, I they like said that he, standing. He standing. didn't have standing. He didn't have standing. Okay. Um, in the case because he didn't have custody, full cut or like uh, yeah, he didn't have custody of the kid. Yeah, that he was argued that he they're, based. They're the they're good at squirreling away so, out of that total stuff. technicality, right? You know, I mean, I probably shouldn't say technicality because you're supposed to. You have to have standing, right? Right, but but they could have. They didn't do it on the argument. They did it on right, not the argument. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to move us along to a a, a, a Cinderella story. Uh, every oh? every woman's dream, oh. I think, is uh, is what I'm going to talk about. It's it's a new church in Taiwan. They've just built it. It'll open next month. Yeah, uh, a little a little wedding chapel sort of thing built by the government, uh, built by the local uh, province. Uh huh. Um. Not really sure what the point is, but I wanted to... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you a picture of this church, and then you can react live, and everyone can hear your reaction, and then I will describe it. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? (laughs) Why? I don't get why that's a church. Is it it a a church to... uh, I mean, I like it. It, It's... (laughs) It's consumerism based, clearly. Uh, here's like it's what, based here's, on, on yeah, shaped like a shoe. It's okay, ladies Giant and gentlemen. Glass shoe. It's imagine a really ugly high heeled shoe made of glass. <laughs> it's blue. It's a uh, <laughs> it's this blue high heel shoe uh, that you can get, get married in if you want to. Um. Apparently, this says a lot about the Taiwanese and how they think uh, this will, what, what, the way that their minds are working. Uh, here's a quote from Zhang, Zhang Rongfeng, uh, who is a government spokesman. There will be, there will be 100 female-oriented features in the church, <laughs> like maple leaves, chairs for lovers, biscuits, and cake. What? It will be tailored to women, especially female tourists visiting the area. So I guess it's a tourist attraction. But it's a chapel? Yeah. It's a church. Well, uh, it, it's What? <laughs> what uh, kind of church? Like who, who uh, blessed this edifice? I don't, I don't know really. Uh, or is it just a, like a, a, a wedding like opportunity space? Like you can rent it out. For your wedding, if you so desire, it won't be used for regular services. So okay. yeah, that, I, I guess it's a just it's a, a sort wedding of, chapel. Yeah, it's a wedding chapel, but it is religious in nature. They're clear about that. Uh, Pan Sui Ping, who is the uh, the administration the the recreation section manager, um, said, uh, uh, "This is a, this is I guess a woman." She said, "In our planning, we want to make it a blissful romantic avenue." Every girl imagines how they would look, how they will look when they become a bride. And this glass slipper fits everyone. 
Yes, that's right, Cinderella. <laughs> there was no foot too large. Stepsisters, to stepsisters will not have to cut off any toes or heels <laughs> to squeeze into this giant monstrosity of a church. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's really bizarre. You guys need to look this up. I'll, we'll post it on yeah. on on the website that's or on on the Facebook page. Very, very, very strange it's to me. Hideous. It's amazing. Like it's really ugly and <laughs> inexplicable. In like, I can't. I don't understand the form of it. No, at it, all. There's nothing about it that I, that would be appealing. I can't imagine that. Uh, me, I don't know. I don't know Taiwanese people, so maybe this is awesome for Taiwanese. Uh, there was, there was, however, <laughs> however, a little bit of blowback on the social medias um, in on, Taiwan or uh, internationally in Taiwan and and China. Oh, okay. Um, on so like someone says. Uh, besides copying, what kind of standard does this church have? I'm not sure what that means. Somebody else said, why don't people say that it's objectifying women this time? I'm not really well, sure. They're not dialed in on the issues <laughs> here. Not think. really. Uh, on, on Weibo, the, uh, the Chinese version of Twitter, somebody said, uh, what were the authorities thinking when they commissioned such a hideous-looking building in the area? It's just disrespectful. I don't know their culture well enough to understand what any of these comments mean. They, they, I, I'm trying to parse them out. And at very least, at very least, don't. we know that some people from that region of the world think that it's ugly too. Yeah, so that's nice. That, that's about all we can know, really, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So there you go. Giants. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, in 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 sort of the uh, if you build it, they will come approach to tourism uh-huh right where it's like just building weird shit so people will go out of their way to see it maybe yeah you know i i wouldn't personally although with two or three drinks in me i might hop on a train and you know giggle the whole way and yeah you know, and be like, I can't believe I'm going to go see the giant shoe. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know? if I was in the region and I was just, and I, you know, you're looking around, there's not much else, else to do. <laughs> Let's go to the shoe. <laughs> the hell? But it's if you're in Iowa, you know, if you're in Iowa or whatever, you go see the giant ball of twine. Yeah, no, yeah, you. Do. If you're in this part of Taiwan, apparently, you go see the goddamn ugly shoe. Yeah. Well, good. There They've you go. got a thing now. Yeah, they're known for something. Indeed. All right. Well, all right, Dan. Uh huh. Time for the Saudi Arabia story. Oh dear. Ah. Uh, okay. It, this is. It's not an issue that's terribly close to my heart because I don't play this game. But a top cleric in Saudi Arabia got on television and issued a fatwa forbidding chess. <laughs> Wait a minute. And the headline on the on the on the New York Times is is priceless. Saudi Arabia top cleric forbids chess, but players maneuver. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cute. Um, but uh, clever headlines aside, right? Um, no, yeah, this guy apparently it was a call in show, um, on on Saudi television. Okay, and uh, Grand Mufti Sheikh Abdulaziz Al Sheikh. Uh, said that the game was, quote, the work of Satan, like alcohol and gambling. What? Um, this, of course, 
is uh, completely ignoring the game's long history in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that chess is played across the Arab world, nobody's really had objections to it before on on, on these kind of grounds. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently uh the uh there's a there's like an official you know uh, saudi chess association um <laughs> that held 70 events in the kingdom last year wow I think. um and uh they're sort of confused uh by the by the fatwa they've had a prince from the united united arab emirates at one of their events um they it's yeah you know did, this did is they... not this is not a game that like they've they've traditionally been sort of vacillating back on back and forth on right is, like, is there an explanation for how for why well he's confused as to what the game is i think okay i don't think he knows what the game is because he he, he this connection he he's making a connection to gambling like, yeah like and and his quote about gambling and why it's forbidden is amazing to me. Oh, okay. Because again, I th- I think that it doesn't understand gambling either. It doesn't apply. Um, it says it makes the rich man poor, and makes the poor man rich. <laughs> Which is not is not the case at all. Like okay. gambling typically just makes poor people poorer. So let me, let and me just... the rich. It's just a game for the rich, right? As long as you don't have like a real gambling problem. You're not going to become poor. Let me let me walk down this road a little bit. I'm going to start at the beginning with chess and somehow that it's gambling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, no, it's not. It, unless you bet on it, you could bet to, on like the winner. Yeah, but betting on the winner is how many moves. That's betting. You know? That's a different thing, right? Than chess. Right. So, but, but let's just say it is gambling. Uh-huh. On what planet does gambling? Okay, first of all, you're right. Gambling does not make the poor man rich and the rich man poor. Right. Never has. Except for Powerball, but we don't we won't talk about that. <laughs> then But not the rich man poor. Right, that's true. So uh, which then, seems offensive to him on some level. Right. The question for me is what the fuck are why would that be bad? Why is it not okay for the ri- poor man to become rich or for the rich man to become poor? Well, in a society with with strict social, you know, uh, orders, orders, and whatnot. It's, yeah, that's a problem. It's a, I guess it's like a caste that's, system or something. There, I, I, I'm not sure how caste-ish it is, but yeah, my so, guess is that. I mean, they have a king for crying out loud. They have a royal family. Right. They, th- this is definitely a system that has a sense of these people are above you. Know your place, right? You poppers. And, yeah, something, something tells me that this guy's not doing so bad. <laughs> something tells me that, like, financially. This guy would not be in the poor man getting rich category. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, like, oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, I thought that was priceless, in fact. Yeah. Um, that's just cuckoo bananas. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, yeah, why? All right, pick on chess. Fine, asshole. Now, of course, here's something I learned. Fatwa. How official is a fatwa? Uh. It's not right. Not, not it's, really official. It's just like if somebody says a thing that can, like if if a, if a grand muffin or whatever they're called <laughs> says says some words, it can be a fatwa. Yeah, basically. Like if he, he he, it's a declaration, right? Right. It is akin 
to Pat Robertson <laughs> right. being a crazy man on TV. That dude issues fatwas on a weekly basis. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, there was something encouraging about this whole thing, <laughs> which is they've got crazy people on their TV, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, that's yeah. just the name. Is that just how TV works? Oh. You get crazy folk on it? Yeah. Like, and they say stupid shit? <laughs> that's, yeah, sure. Why not? Of course, that's how TV works. Good. Uh, so the Saudi Arabians, they're they're more like us than, than than you would think. Than we'd care to imagine. Uh as a matter of fact, we'll be playing our grand mufti uh in just a moment. <laughs> Literally just a moment. Uh if you guys have anything you'd like to say to us about any of the things that you've heard so far, mm. you can reach us. We're easy to reach. Just write to us at podcast at thank god I'm atheist dot com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, where you can see a picture of a giant shoe. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah. And request to join. Yeah. There's always a vibrant conversation going on. There. We've had like two new members recently. Both right in, uh, right, right in to the group, and just say how much they're enjoying it so far. Fantastic! There you go. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, hey, let's do play some of our own uh, Grand Pufter. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know what I want to make Grand Mufti into, but it's just such a cute little term. Maybe that's all it needs to be. It's just a Mufti. Grand Mufti. Mufti. Oh, Mufti. Oh, I'm going to start calling my wife Mufti. Hey, Mufti, come on. It'll be my little <laughs> pet name for her. Um, yeah, pa- Patty Boy. We'll get some Patty Robertson in here. Uh, he's going to tell us about the rock and roll. This is Shannon who says, Hi, I'm 14, and I grew up listening to rock music. Recently, I've been obsessed with the rock band. Some of their songs have some strange lyrics. Now, my dad is telling me that I should second-guess listening to their music. I love Christian music, too, but I find myself not letting go of my rock music because that's what I was born listening to. So can I listen to both rock and Christian music? Please help. Um. It depends on what rock you're listening to. I mean, some yeah. of the stuff is just evil. They, they used to talk about kill your parents, and uh, they were just some evil things, and they were uh, odes to Satan. And so you don't want that stuff coming into your mind. Uh, there's some beat that's out there that, you know, probably isn't all that bad. Although uh, in one Indian context, they were playing rock music, and, and the person said, why are you calling on the demons? Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, uh, again, the, the evil in the world is so pervasive that we just need to stay in prayer. We need to stay in the Word of God, and we need to have fellowship with one another. But the truth is, if we don't have any relation with that, we'll have to go out of the world. And, I, you know, it's just, you know, Paul said, I've got to eat with people who are idolaters, and if I don't, then I'll have to leave the world. So, uh, you know, that's the way we live. So the Lord understands that. All right. What the fuck is he saying? Uh, you have to go out. How do you leave the world? Well, I think, well, he's saying that that's, I mean, he's, he's, you, you have no choice. This stuff's. You gotta it's gonna be around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you, it, but if you wanted to avoid it completely, you'd have to leave the world. I, I don't, I don't die. Think, I, I don't know. I think what he's talking permit. about is like, you know, go and live in the wilderness. 
right forage for berries or whatnot i love berries that could be really nice yeah but uh yeah i guess that rock and roll music summons the demons see it's a weird little mystical world that pat robertson lives in (laughs) because like it's not just like the truth of of like christ's message right, right yeah it's also the truth of satanic indians yeah exactly who, who call forth <laughs> demons with something akin to rock music yeah like that's meaningful what? to him why like, would that be why would wh- that mean anything to you pat robertson to you like like <laughs> you're afraid of everything everything potentially is t- tapping into into something Demons real and shit yeah 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 and it's just so fucking weird and magical and i just love the nuts. fact i just love the fact that his view of rock and roll music is still the view of like a 1950s housewife <laughs> like he still sees it in that same oh my god look at the that elvis and his gyrating hips it's clearly the work of satan what i love is i can't like like, my brother and sister, who were a bit older than me, were listening to music back in the 80s yeah. that my parents abhorred. Yes. It like seriously what? was, like, nothing. Yeah. Like... Bread. <laughs> They're listening to Air Supply. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right? And so it's like... It's like... I've, like as an adult, like, when I had that re- that realization that, oh, this 80s music that is so fun and, like... <laughs> yeah like it's so harmless it's completely harmless that my parents seriously were just like that's the devil's music like not more of that peter satara yeah and that they like like seriously made me terrified of right because oh i God. was still so young and impressionable right at that point and oh my god that's and so the, funny the, 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 oh my god and you were probably so worried for your uh for for your your folks and or for or rather for your siblings, yeah, because they're gonna go to hell now. Yeah, I mean mainly it was my brother. I mean my sister. It it was less awful. It was just played loudly. Oh, you know, right. But anywho, oh yeah, um, your brother probably listened to that Metallica or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that twisted Evil. sister. Yes, yes. Twisted sister. What's amazing? I love. <laughs> I went back and watched a bunch of like old hairband like uh-huh. vid- music videos yeah by today's standards they're literally just the silliest thing you've ever seen yeah. in your life yeah and i was remembering like parents were terrified oh yeah by these guys oh yeah these are men with long hair uh-huh. and makeup on who it's, kn- yeah they're saying the word evil right there in the song who the fuck knows? Oh I my. mean, you know, like... And now, like, you can't see it as anything but pure camp. Like, it's... It's like, ridiculous. You can't take it seriously at all, but then... And, you know, I, of course, there's well, the... Well, out-of-touch parents. Right. Right. And it's kids who just like it because it's new and different and, and, and pissing off their parents. Right, exactly, yeah. of course. And, yeah, I mean, like... You look at the old punk scene of the 80s, and maybe there was some violence, in, you know, oh, yeah. to a lot I mean, of that. It wasn't completely innocent, but at the same time. But it's not like the music it, the, was the thing. They weren't ripping apart society and tearing, like, <laughs> although I don't know. Maybe people who lived through the 60s, like, have a different idea of, like, how society can kind of get a little scary. Yeah. You know? I mean, the hippies, you know. Oh, the hippies. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, let's face it. That, like, that actually is just a thought that just occurred to me. Yeah. That, like, my parents were, like, coming of age in a time when it, things were going nuts. Violence in the cities was on a was on the rise. Yeah. Um, there was war. There was all sorts of crap. And so, and then they have kids, and it's the 80s, and some, like normal teenage rebellion seems like you know the end of the fucking world but anyway <sighs> there you go all who right can say yeah it's all very terrifying who, who can forget the satanic panic of the <laughs> 80s anywho um we had some folks write into us call into us uh, over the week so we thought we'd uh check in with that um uh crystal wrote into us and said uh uh, this, oh, I, I apparently have lopped off part of her email. <gasps> Dan. Well, there you go. She said something about the uh, the uh, lottery. She says, I've never purchased a ticket, mm. uh, but I think about winning it in order to fall asleep at night. Works like a dream. That's cute. Just like a dream. Uh, she said, recently I learned that in my great state of New Hampshire, 26% of every lottery ticket purchased goes to the funding uh, the the public funding sc- goes to funding public school education. Mm. A weird method, sure, but uh, since we don't have income or sales tax, the money has to come from somewhere. Ah, yeah. So now that I can reevaluate, so now that I can reevaluate a risky purchase as a charitable donation, I have decided <laughs> that for every week I succeed in a particular life goal, I'll buy a lottery ticket. Or Should you could be just a fun incentive. Donate the whole amount to. A charity of your choice that's working on these issues yeah, that you but, care about. But that doesn't give you the chance of winning a right. billion dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. For every time you buy that lottery ticket, you gain 0.0000001% chance oh, of a billion dollars. Well, well, not every time you do because um, it yeah. takes takes a, a number of things happening. A very, that, it's a very special event when it gets up yeah. to a billion. You know, like, here's the deal. And this is what I said last week, which is that $2, if it's just entertainment. Right. That's great. That's cheap entertainment these days. Sure. Right? Like, how much does it cost to go to the movies? Yeah. Right? And that lasts for two hours. Right? Like, you get the entire time between buying that ticket and the time when you find out that you didn't win. Right. Right. To have a little fantasy, yeah. have a little like you know whatever, yeah, and it, just the excitement, even sure, right? Ooh, I can't wait. Sure, you know you don't. Anticipation is something that I think is lost a lot in adulthood, right? Okay, like you don't you don't really get to anticipate Christmas anymore, right? Or your birthday, like who the fuck cares, right? Although this is like like, like going on a nice vacation, right? You yeah. get to anticipate it. You know there are things that you get to anticipate. But this going on vacation costs thousands of dollars. Right. This is two dollars. Sure. And you get to just as long as you're, you know, this is that's my philosophy on gambling in general. I right. mean, when when I first started dating Andrea, she didn't, she hated going to casinos and whatever. And I was yeah. like, let, we we were driving back from still do. somewhere, and 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 I was yeah. like, let's just stop in at a casino. We'll just play at a penny slot for a little while. And she was right. like, I hate those. And I was like, wait a minute, why are you playing? Right. She was like, well, I don't know. I, you always want to win something. And I was like, no, 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 no. Never play to win. Right. If you're playing to win, you're not doing it right. You're actually, that's, that, that is the road to pathology. That is the right. road to hurting yourself. Right. If you're playing to just entertain yourself, and, you know, for me, the game is 
How long can I sit at this machine? How many drinks, free drinks can I get? Right. While I play less than 20 bucks or something like right, that. Right, right, right. And if, as long as you're there just for the entertainment value, then you're safe. Then you're right. okay. So, yeah, that's that, I think that that's a safe yeah. way to... Or you could sit in a bar and... Uh, and actually pay for drinks? Pay that, use that $20 to buy probably the same amount of drinks. And maybe not the same amount of drinks because they water them down, but you'd actually get, like, full-strength drinks... And so, I don't know. I think the casinos have a mm-hmm. vested interest in you being drunk. They want you to they get drunk. They want you to be a little, but they don't want you toasty. Right? Sure they do. They want you making bad decisions. They want you. It doesn't take much alcohol to make bad decisions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, my friends all got drunk this last time we went to Vegas. Yeah. I'll say that. Hmm. I even got a little buzzy. I was really? exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm not saying you can't off the free <laughs> drinks. I'm just saying you sit at a bar Put a tip down yeah. in a free pour state. You're gonna you're, get you're gonna get a nice drink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> free pour being a very a, yeah in Utah we, we love the concept in Utah. Every <laughs> you you're going to get the same amount of alcohol no matter where you go because it's all metered. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, and another person wrote in calling themselves the hello the uh they, or maybe it's Tay. Tay. It's tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious, writes the, as I notice a similarity in speech patterns amongst you all. Uh, I, I guess that means uh, you, me, and, and Mark. Must be. Um, uh, if you are representative of a Utahian, it's a Utahan, <laughs> uh, accent, or do you have an affectation born from group dynamics? Mm. The only other Utahan I'm familiar with uh, is Senator Hatch. His is not all that dissimilar in speech pattern, but also old and whistles when he talks, so it's hard to pin down the accent. I've ridden through Utah many times, uh, but I've never stayed. So, yes, uh, I don't know, Frank. You're not a Utah. I'm not. You're a, you're a, a and I always, California, Oklahoma transplant. Yeah, and I always hear subtle differences between how I, I speak and... How Utahns speak. Yeah, I hear... But I've lived here for a long time, so it's very likely that I've also picked up a few things. Yeah. I mean, I so, hear slight differences in how you talk to yeah, how, to how you know. Utahns speak. I have an IE swap. That, yes. That, uh, an I, eh substitution. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So... It's fairly normal. Yeah. Uh, I would say Mark and I, I have very typical Utah dialects. It's Salt Lake City dialects, sorry, because it, once yeah. you get into more rural Utah, it becomes very different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, then you get some really interesting substitutions like pillow and milk. Yeah, which is not part of mine. Nor mine. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can, there's, and I don't know how this is related to our show. <laughs> I have no idea how <laughs> well, this is related to Well, he's clearly show. somebody who pays attention to language and yeah. speech, and he's curious as to, like, where ours comes from. And it's a, it's, know? it's a subject that I really like because, yeah. you know, I, I, I had to study accents in acting school. And yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I had yeah. to study dialect and all of, yeah. all of that sort of thing. And, and one of the first things you have to do if you're going to do someone else's dialect, if you're going to actually, like, study it instead uh-huh. of just sort of mimicking, right. is, to, uh, is to know your own. Oh, yeah. Know what your mouth is doing. Interesting. Yeah, no, mine, yeah, you, you, you mentioned it, Northern California, which is, I think, where the my particular brand of IE swap comes from. Right. I remember being taught in school when we were doing synonyms in, in grade school, uh, or not synonyms, homonyms, um, which of course are words that, that sound the same, sound the same, but mean something, different. but are, um, yes, 
and often spelled differently. Correct. Right. Uh, and uh, pin and pin were both on there. So, so the thing that you use in sewing mm-hmm. is, and a, is, a, is a pin. And the thing that you write with is a pin. <laughs> right? And that's that was in school? As, as an example. Oh, my God. So, like, she had done her own, like, lesson plan the teacher had, yeah. right? And, uh, and that was one of her examples. And, like, oh that is God. one that actually will still creep out. From time to time. Yeah. I know that in I've my heard head, you do that. it's a pencil. It's a pencil, right? It's a not, pencil. A, not a pencil. I, I believe that I have pen worked out. Uh-huh. Where I say pen because people get confused. <laughs> right. Because they didn't grow up somewhere where that's how you just, that's what it was. Right. Where those. We asked, can you pass the pen? You know? Right. And, and, and it was seriously like, if there had been a pen and a pen on the table, People would have been like, well, which one? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Which pin are you talking about? Right. Knock down all those. <laughs> and there were other examples. Yeah. Bowling pins. Yeah. Bowling pins. But you need to bo- mark down no, how many bo- bowling pins you've knocked down with your pin. Well, no, they're bowling pens. They're bowling pens, yes. That's, <laughs> it's a very strange swap that they do. I don't know that that's... It's a bowling pen. It actually... It might actually be a It might pen. actually have sw- actually swapped all the way. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a wackadoo thing this dialect thing. <laughs> I uh, I at one point went to a, a, four people from my acting school mm-hmm. uh, were accepted into a, a summer program in upstate New York, mm. and one of them is from more rural Utah. Is from oh, yeah. uh, is from where was he from? Somewhere down Penguin. somewhere down south. It was like it was uh, it was. Somewhere in the hurricane in not that far south <laughs> in the middle of the state. Anyway, uh, he at one point. So he and I both got called out for our for our dialects. Oh, okay. uh, he had a line that was something to do with. Oh, what was it? I remember mine distinctly. I was I was it was a, a an older play and I was meant to be chastising my child about his factoring. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And. My and the director kept saying, "It sounds like you're saying factory," because oh. I wasn't saying. I was saying, "This is one of the very subtle things about Utah." We say "ing", ing instead of "ing." Oh, that's how that's how you have how much I had to learn. Yeah, there's no G for me. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and oh, that's that, right. I, I had "ing." Yeah, for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, we say, and sometimes because I think it's the Oklahoma, it's actually an "in." Oh, like swimming. Well, swimming, sure. You know, there's, there's and I've that. heard it on the show when I've edited before. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. Like, it's I'm fine. completely unaware of it. And in fact, it's usually in moments when I'm playing a little bit more with speech, I've noticed, mm. where mm-hmm. I'm being a little playful. Uh, and it just comes out as in at the end for whatever reason. You know? And it's really strange to have basically three dialects that have influenced me right. heavily in my life. And to, 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 yeah. to, be sitting you know sitting here oh i remember what my yeah. what the other guy's uh substitute or what the other guy's dialectical issue was yeah he was to say it was it was shakespeare uh-huh and uh and his his line was something about you know say that this is not your seal not your invention oh and he said sill say oh, that this wow. is not your sill not your invention which is a very utah thing uh-huh. a very rural utah dialect thing to say right. like only in utah is the word f can the word f i e l d be a homonym with f i l l e d? Hmm. Feld, I, they're playing out in the feld. 
Right. They're on, or the Mormons would say that their that their son is out in the mission field. <laughs> that's a very uh, that's a very Utah Mormon thing. Anyway, uh, I'm glad, fun. glad that Always we got to fun. talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I, I'm going to get up on a little quick soapbox and just say. There's no dialect that's wrong. Yeah, isn't that? And yeah. there's no dialect that's right. There's right. no correct American dialect. Right. There's no incorrect American dialect. Right. Dialects are all different, and you're supposed to have the one from where you're from. Right. That's how that works. Unless you're a newscaster. Right. Or an actor who's supposed <laughs> to be able to do a standard American dialect. Well, and shouldn't you be doing the dialect of where that character's supposed to be from? Yeah, we've, we've kind of abandoned standard American for just... You know, regional. Yeah, I mean, if your if your character's from a space, when I was in college, it mm-hmm. was a challenge for me. I played a character who was who was from the Mississippi Delta region, mm. but had gone to school in uh, where's Johns Hopkins, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I had I had I had studied both and was coming up with clever ways where I could sort of intersect them and Ooh, stuff. Okay, but that was I mean, now I'd be too lazy to do that as an actor. <laughs> now I just go with the Delta thing. Right. I had to study a lot to get that Mississippi Delta dialect. It's a very specific dialect. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Uh, thanks for writing in, The uh, Should we play the voicemail? Uh, let's do. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Jessica. A few uh, episodes ago, you were ta- uh, viewer, listener called in uh, about um, wanting to thank healthcare staff for helping her nephew and how to do that. Well, I work in a hospital. I'm a therapist and everything. And one thing that's actually meant a lot to me and some of my coworkers is when a family or someone actually just sends like a, a thank you card. Um, or sometimes people will put in a card with like a photo of the family that was helped. And, and that's a really small thing, but it's actually like really, really cool because you work with a lot of people, but everybody you see, they're really important. And that way you can kind of like look back and remember um, and that's, it's just, it's a really cool thing. I know personally I have, um, in my office, I have a wall of like cards and photos that people I've worked with have sent to me after they were discharged or for the holidays. And it's just a really cool thing. So that might be something to do. Just send a card. It's a little thing that's really cool. Anyway, keep up the good work. Bye. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just it, send a damn card. Is it so hard? Yeah. I mean, and, uh. Yeah, remember to thank the staff. Right. First, because a lot of people are thanking God instead. First, thank Jesus, obviously. <laughs> That's the first person to thank. Send Jesus a card. Right. Uh, however, if your person dies, blame Jesus also. Yeah. Blame, blame Jesus first and thank Jesus first, and then send a card to the hospital uh, or sue them for malpractice, whichever one. <laughs> depending. Depend, depending. Depending on how, what happens. how things go. <laughs> don't just sue. No, no, no. Wow, no. you're litigious if, today, if, Dan. If, if they cure you, you yeah. probably shouldn't sue them for malpractice. Yeah, all right. But yeah, whatever. There you go. We got one more uh, uh, thing that we had talked about. We've, we've talked a few times recently about transgender issues. Um, uh, yeah. And someone wrote in to us and said, hey, guys, um, I really enjoyed the podcast, and your commentary is always interesting. However... The coverage lately about the transgender community has really struck a chord on a very personal level. From everything I've heard, it seems you both try your hardest to be accepting. It is for that reason that I decided to send this email, because you both seem thoughtful, and uh, you really want to be the best allies possible. Uh, The majority of your coverage has been awesome. One thing that struck me recently as ridiculous in your commentary was the idea that people who who are not transgender will, quote, never understand it. 
but should accept transgender people regardless. Of course, I don't dispute the latter point, and overall, this sentiment is very good. People should absolutely be accepted, even if you don't entirely understand them. However, this sentiment reminds me of the way people, the way gay people were viewed in the past. Growing up, I constantly heard well-meaning allies say, you'll never understand it, but you should accept them. The question left in my mind was always, what's there to understand? This person likes another person of the same sex. How is this difficult to understand? Uh, the same goes for the transgender community. Without meaning to, this kind of rhetoric marginalizes uh, an already marginalized community. It puts the idea out there that this identity is so odd, so outside from the norm, that others can't possibly understand it. Uh, a lot of people accept that rhetoric because, I absolutely concede, it is far better than the dehumanization this community faces on a regular basis. But as skeptics, I challenge you to move beyond that kind of rhetoric. Hmm. So, um, uh, that was from Logan. Thank you, Logan, Thank for writing you. in. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I get that. Um, well, I, I'm trying to think back to what we said. Is that... I don't. Said? I don't think we said you can't understand it. Okay. I think. I. Th I, I think th it was probably more like you may not understand it. Right. And but nonetheless, we may. We may have said something right. along those lines. I, and I'm willing to cop to that because sure. we're just talking extemporaneously. And, and you and I are far too lazy to go back and actually listen to what we actually <laughs> what we said. So let's. So let's just put this out there. Here's one thing that I will say: you may not be able to understand it. You still have to yeah. accept people. Yeah. If you can, you should attempt to understand it. Right. And you should seek resources and do some study right. to learn more and to try to understand. Absolutely. Everybody. Try to understand everybody. Try right. to understand Christians. Right. Try to understand. I mean, I think the whole gig of humanity is, uh, is, is empathy and sympathy. Right. And you can't do that if you're not trying to right. understand where people are coming from. Right. You'll find something sooner or later that makes it click for you. I think. Maybe. I mean, I I, you know. I feel like eventually you'll just come around to the notion of, oh, I feel like my gender is male. Right. So if someone feels like their gender is female, that would feel different. Ta-da! <laughs> I solved it! <laughs> if you feel like you have a gender right. and, you are, and you identify as that gender and it makes sense to you, right. then you get it. Right. You get all that you need to get. Because right. the other person has exactly the same experience. It's just that their bio biology may not match. Right. And that's probably the hardest part for people to fully understand. Yeah. Obviously, is, that's, yeah. You um, know. It's, sim it's not as simple as all that. But. Right. But, but th that idea that the person always felt female. Yeah. Let's say, let's say you know, it's somebody who was born with, with male biology. Biology. Right. <clears throat> or whatever. They always felt female. Right. So their body didn't match up. With how they felt. Yeah. And, and that is a difficult thing to wrap your head around if you've never experienced that. Yeah. Right. But it's something that's worth pondering and taking some time and thinking about it, you know? Yeah. So, and maybe reading, not if, just pondering. Yeah. If you struggle yeah. with it, meditate on it, learn about it. Yeah. Get into it. Don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. Easy enough. Easy enough. <laughs> All right. Well, so as an into. Our our discussion that we're that we're about to get into. Right. Um, I, I wanted to do an update on a story that we did oh a year ago or something about a uh, a little girl, an eleven year old girl named Michaela Salt. Um, this is a, a little girl from Ontario, Canada. Uh, she's a, a First Nations uh, child. Ah, yes, I remember whose, this story. whose parents did not want to give her chemo. She didn't want chemo. Her parents didn't want to give her chemo. 
Uh, she had a, a form of of, uh, of leukemia, right? That is treatable. It's a it's a nasty treatment, right? But is very curable, right? Uh, it's 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 a tough time to go through. It's not pleasant at all, right? But uh, the pros the the prognosis if you go through this chemo treatment is very good, right? Uh, she didn't want to do it. Her parents didn't want to make her do it. Uh, and the sort of the Ontario provincial government, I think, sort of helped her get out of the country and go to someplace in, I think, Florida. Oh, right. To 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 do this alternative medicine uh, practice that uh, oh, rather than the 12 weeks of chemotherapy, they sent her to uh, somewhere where 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 they would do some alternative medicines mhm uh well she has died oh god so this little girl uh finally has passed away after uh what i would call not being treated yes but what her parents would call trying something different um yeah well you know you want to you want to try new things <laughs> well you want to you want to be open to 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 new experiences and yeah, diff- different approaches, right? Well, so many people are so closed-minded about this stuff, about all these alternative medicine things. I, 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 there's that whole there's that whole quote about you know if you open your mind too far, your brain will fall out. Oh yeah, I think that's the danger here. Um, <laughs> so so uh, yeah, uh, this this has gotten us thinking. Well, this hasn't. We've just gotten thinking. Yeah, about pseudoscience in medicine, about all of these quote unquote alternative forms of medicine, right? Um, and w- why we should or should not participate, yes. pay attention to. Yes, uh, you and I, Frank, have each chosen a couple of uh, practices that yes. are common in the world today. Commonly, and one of mine is very commonly accepted, and yeah. so much so that I almost recently fell for it. Oh, right? because I hurt my back recently. Yes, you did. And Do you want to say how? I think I, you ought to. Well, I don't. Did I say on the show how I hurt my back? I don't know. I t- I tattled on you on on the members only lounge. I was sledding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, there wasn't much sledding even that happened. I sledded. You 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 took a, a sled, <laughs> and you hurt yourself. And I hurt myself promptly because you and fact. I are old. Because <laughs> apparently, once you turn thir- forty, whatever age we just yeah. turned, uh, yeah. everything goes to shit. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, I honestly think that a forty-year-old, uh, in decent shape, uh, on a uh, <clears throat> a hill that uh, with fresh snow. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably, and, and lots of it, probably is going to fare okay. Yeah. Right? I, That's I, not I wouldn't, what happened. I wouldn't even think twice about sledding. We had a 40-year-old who's in okay shape. Yeah. Right? It's uh, not like you're hitting the gym every week. I don't, I don't day, yeah, right? no, 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 nothing like that. But, like, <laughs> I'm in reasonable health. I have a job that keeps me on my feet. And, uh, and, and, and so I, you know, I'm trim. Yeah. Uh, I eat okay, mm. uh, nonetheless, not not in la- athletic shape, right? Right. Uh, and I hit a hill that was ice, uh huh, with ice at the bottom, right? And a big, big bump of ice 
that caused all the problem. Okay. So anyway, I hit that I hit that bump full on uh, coming down a big, big hill and uh, jarred my back really nicely. In fact, so um, you so what what treatment do you seek when you when you hurt your back? Well, everyone will tell you. Every everyone tells you to go to the chiropractor. Go see a chiropractor. Go see a chiropractor. Everyone tells you. Crack to your the bones. Point, to the point where, and I had sort of natural, instinctive resistance to it because, you know, my dad would always go to the chiropractor, right. and it always seemed like he always had to go back to the chiropractor, right? Like he sure. never. It wasn't like it seemed addictive in some way, mm. or perhaps not actually solving the problem, which in as an adult looking back with a little bit of reason in his head, that's more <laughs> likely the case. Yeah. It, he was getting some temporary pain relief in his back, which upon reading a little bit more is actually one of the things that chiropractic uh, or chiropractic practice is eh, mildly kind of sort of effective with. okay so we're Temporary gonna, we're gonna have really. to dive into the the actual facts of this because yes. we have a billion listeners who are getting mad at us right now because they they love the chiropractor. They love chiropractic they love it they've had a great experience with it they feel great afterward blah right. blah 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 right here's what we're talking about we're talking about chiropractic pra- like practice right uh it is something that was invented back in the 19 or i'm sorry in the 18 in 1895 okay um, by a man by the name of Didi Palmer. I think you're wrong. I think it was invented in ancient India. <laughs> I don't think it all was. alternative medicine was in, invented in anyone, ancient India. Any practitioners of chiropractic actually even say that? Okay. Um, they love Didi Palmer uh-huh. uh, because on September 18th, 1895, he adjusted the spine of a deaf man who regained his hearing. What? miracles and then based on that one case yeah he decided that all disease was due to misalignment of the back or subluxation which i'm going to avoid from now on yeah um don't sublux yourself (laughs) uh 95 percent of subluxations uh to the spine and five percent subluxations of other bones um, so the rationale uh, all hinges on, 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 on this, right? One, bones are out of place. Okay. Two, bony displacements never cause, uh, or I'm sorry, bony displacements cause nerve interference. Uh-huh. And three, manipulating the spine replaces the bones, removing the nerve interference and allowing innate to restore health. And what they mean by innate is a vitalistic Life force. Ah. Okay. This chi, if you will. Chi, which I'll, we'll be talking about later. Yeah. In fact. I'll bet, they, I'll bet a lot of chiropractors now use the term chi. It's, it's quite possible. Um, anywho, um, so apparently real subluxations, mm-hmm. which are partial lo- dislocations in the back, um, will show up on an x-ray. Okay. Right? So, and this is the kind of thing that a physical therapist could help you uh, help address or perhaps uh, whatever, whatever, right? Sure. But a chiropractor, the stuff that he's looking for, the subluxations that they're concerned about, actually don't show up in x-ray evidence. Oh. So a a chiropractor is going to see things in this x-ray that uh, a, a medically trained doctor 
is not going to see. Because of magic. <laughs> Here's a, can I just say, my one experience with a chiropractor, uh-huh. when I was- Did a, you go? Well, I, I'll tell the story. Oh, okay. When I was, a, when I was a, in my early 20s- Impressionable youth. I was walking with my buddy through a mall, and it was like- Free oh. chiropractic assessment sort of thing. Mm. And we just we looked at each other and we're like, okay. We walked in and, you know, they had this bar that they would use and they'd line up this one with this shoulder and this one with that shoulder. And, oh, then, right. and they'd line all these things up and then they'd have you step away and they'd show you how completely out of whack your body is. Right. Holy shit. Because it looks, everything looked all oh, wonka do. Out of alignment. I was completely out of alignment. Yeah. Come in, uh, we'll give you a free, your first session with me, or your first something at my office is free. Your f- adjustment, yeah. It wasn't an adjustment, turns Consultation. out. Consultation. Yes. Okay. So, okay, I made the appointment, I went in. He starts pulling out charts of how the human body works that had literally, and I'm not, I'm not trained in medicine, but I instantly knew None of this related to what we in the modern world know about the human body. Mm. Like the systems were all different. He, oh yeah. The, the 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 everything everything that he was showing me in these charts, and he's just stating it all as fact. Right. This part connects with this. This controls these things, and that does this and whatnot. And the more he talks, the more I'm like, wait. Because I had the same feeling. I had the same understanding of chiropractic that I think a lot of people have, which is this is just. Another sort of medical uh, practice. Yeah. And no, they've just made up a whole bunch of fake shit. Yeah. And I actually want to talk about that, that perception. Yes. Right. So are you. Are yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's so that's my that was my experience. I yeah. ran away screaming. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, Probably didn't need to scream. <laughs> Arms. But I was flailing and screaming. Head. It's just it, it just it, it just felt right. It just felt right. <laughs> um, no. The th- there's the there is a perception that it's legitimate and it does not help that a lot of health insurance covers it covers chiropractic right which is absurd it's 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 probably it's bordering on criminal yeah there are actually now two states where the chiropractic lobby is so strong that they've convinced the state legislatures that they are the only profession in the state that should be allowed to adjust backs physical therapists in the state of california are barred from adjusting backs jesus christ a physical therapist will give you a little pop right right no they won't that's crazy i think it was california Okay. I'm pretty sure it was, Cal- it was California and somebody else, if I remember correctly. Nonetheless, that's not in the article that I'm using as my my main guide. Right. Um, that was in some other reading that I don't have right in front of me. But anyway, um, so anywho, um, yeah, the uh, apparently up to half of patients uh, report short term adverse effects from manipulation, such as increased local or radiating pain, uh, and there is a rare but devastating complication of neck manipulation. It can injure, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't, the uh, v- vertebrobacillar arteries and cause stroke paralysis and death. Oh my. Um, some chiropractors do not accept the germ theory of disease. Okay. Yeah. Think about that one for pe- people 
before you go back to your chiropractor. Oh. Um, and only about a half of them uh, support immunization. Jesus Christ. Um, and many discourage proven treatments with drugs and surgery. And many want to be take uh, want to take on the role of primary health care provider. Um, it's there, there's a certain absurdity to the whole thing. As soon as like, because in my head, <coughs> excuse me, in my head, it was what I saw when my when I would just kind of tag along with my dad. I was a little kid, sure, right, and they would do these little back adjustments. That's all I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was oh the back's out of alignment, quote unquote, right. Um, and this this guy's just popping his back, and I had no clue the 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 the, the amount of quackery yeah. that that surrounds chiropractic um, medicine. Now none of this quote. is to say that it couldn't make you feel good as you walk out of that office. Oh, people, yeah. I mean, uh, so I people mean, swear by their chiropractors. So there is something that is. That, that, that is beneficial, at least in the short term, for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? I mean, the truth is, like, so if you're getting madder and madder at us because you walk out of the chiropractic office every, you know, two weeks feeling great. Right. That's not the point here. Right. The point here is that they're, all of their claims, or the vast majority of their claims, mm -hmm are not based on science. Right. No one has proven it. Right. No one has studied it. There's there's no... Here's the thing, and this is what we're getting at. Maybe I should save this for the end, but I need to make sure that this idea gets out there. Right. The reason that modern medicine uh, is superior in every way to all of these things is not that modern medicine has it all figured out. Right. It's not that modern medicine doesn't make mistakes. Right. It's that modern medicine... Treats itself scientifically, uh -huh. has to report its failures as right. well as its successes, right? And ha and 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 there are people watching, right? So like, yes, I mean, there will be a mistake where you know doctors will you know the studies have been done, uh, a drug is is approved, right? And then you know five years down the line, they realize that there's a pattern forming that's negative, right? And people are getting hurt by it, and they have to call it off, and they have to, right. you know, there's a huge scandal and whatever. But that's so much better than all of these, all of the, the treatments that we are talking about today have no mechanism for reporting failure, for reporting injury, for right. reporting death. Because they're not scientific. They're not. There, there's, no, there, there's no process for coming to the, the truth of what that practice actually, right. you know. Every uh, every study every study that studies it is badly done, mm -hmm. uh, and generally, I mean, and generally not. You know, we're not talking about peer reviewed articles. Right. We're not talking about studies that are done that that have good double blind methods. We're not right. talking about that. Right. So when is when they start pointing to studies, they're pointing to shit studies. Right. They're pointing to crap science. Right. And when they start pointing to and then and then they rely on. A shit ton of anecdotal evidence, quote unquote evidence. Well, anecdotes don't mean shit. I don't care if your grandmother had cancer and she went and saw a chiropractor and then she didn't have cancer anymore. That may well have happened. It right. doesn't prove anything about chiropractic. Right. And or that's cancer. what we're that or cancer. And that's what we're talking about here. I'm gonna move us on to homeopathy. Woo! I was in the uh, the Whole Foods the other day. Oh, and uh, they've got whole aisles 
of cures for everything that you could possibly have uh, in the form of homeopathic remedies. Uh, uh, just, for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept behind homeopathy, uh, there's two main, uh, main concepts that they uh, tout. The first one is this sense of, they call it the concept of, of similarity. Right. Um, like cures like is what they like to call, what they like to say. Oh, really? Uh, yes. And That's so, an interesting so, concept. Here's how this concept works. They say that if you take something that has a, a negative, a deleterious effect on your health okay. in large doses. Oh. So let's say, you know, you try something that makes you uh, nauseous in a large dose. Well, if you try that in a very diluted dose, it has the opposite effect. What? So it cures nausea if you take it in a very diluted uh, oh. amount. Wow. I so, didn't know that. So that's a... Uh, th- 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 Apparently that's just that's just a theory. They they don't actually explain the mechanism behind how that works. Don't they just say sense, though. They just say they just make the claim. But now that you've stated it, Dan, it uh-huh. makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, good. Good. Like I, I get that. I'm ready. I'm ready I'm ready to have the principle of similars. So you're telling me that cheese in in, in the amounts which I eat it upset my stomach if that's the case so i need a very small diluted amount of cheese later when you settle my stomach when your stomach is upset for any reason you need to go and but but let me but let me get to the second part of this <laughs> which is how diluted it needs to be oh uh they have this scale called the c scale c stands for 100 in this case okay uh, the latin the latin uh cento yeah. is 100 the C scale works like this. You take one drop of, and we'll just go with cheese. We'll just make cheese our substance yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, because I really need this, this take, issue addressed. You, you take one drop of cheese uh-huh. and mix it with 100 drops, or sorry, with 99 drops of water. Okay. So that's, that's, that's uh, you know. That's a C. One of the 100 That's a C drops, of cheese. That's one C. Okay. If we take... One drop of that 1C solution, okay. that 1C cheese solution, okay. and put that with 99 drops of water, okay. that's 2C. That's a 2C solution. Okay. That's okay. not very much cheese. No. Now we have very, very, very little cheese. Okay. Keep doing that. Okay. Until you get to 30C. This has been diluted so Damn, far. there's like virtually no cheese. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't be able to literally taste that nice, uh, you know. <laughs> you, oh yeah, you've lost all cheese to the point where <laughs> nice when you run cream when the, you when you run the math and you do the whole Avogadro's number thing, uh-huh. there's literally almost zero percent chance that there's even a single molecule of cheese left in your solution. But there's a chance that there is. Well, there's a very very small chance that there is. But most of those little pills. Uh-huh won't have even a single molecule of the substance that they're meant to have. But will that at mo- 30. Will- and they go up to like 200C sometimes. That's a uh, 30C. Here's do they use water as the dilution as the diluting That's the main yes. And and that's important. And here's why. Okay. When you confront them about hey, there's literally exactly zero <laughs> active element in this pill. Right. They say to you, "Right." 
correct. <laughs> and that's a good thing because water has memory. Oh, my. Make me throw up. Water has uh, this amazing qu quality of the molecules somehow form in a way that it remembers that it used to have cheese. But at 200 C, it. it could only barely remember ever being in contact with cheese. It can't, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is water remembers, and it tells the rest of the all water. All of it remembers. It tells all remembers the rest everything. of everything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why you can't, that, you shouldn't ever drink any water it's that's touched anything. It's the elephant of substances. It's the most amazing of all the it substances. remembers everything. So anyway, uh, homeopathy basically uh, tells you, so, so those are the two principles at hand. Basically, what we're learning is that if you take homeopathic remedies, uh -huh. uh, you're taking you are, you, what you're doing is treating yourself with nothing. You're, uh, you're, you're taking a thing that, A, couldn't possibly have the effect that it's meant to have right. because that's not how the universe works. You're treating yourself with placebo. You're treating yourself with placebo. It yeah. is entirely placebo. And there's been, you know, every study, there was a, a report that was done by, um, by the National Health and Medical Research Council in Australia right. that reviewed hundreds of published studies testing the effectiveness of homeopathy uh, and homeopathic treatments and found no reliable evidence that any of them worked. So no. there, Because of course it doesn't work because you're taking nothing That's and you're treating your stuff with nothing. Well, I, I'm... Wow. Okay, good. It's literally the stupidest thing that anyone could possibly do, and everybody's falling for it, and Whole Foods has, is making a billion dollars. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, we need to go like into really, all of these things. We really need to sell water to gullible people. Yeah. Like, like this is brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. It's genius. And here's the other thing. You know, if you look into nutraceuticals, if, yeah. like if you look into any of these things, then the other thing is that there's no government agency watching any of this. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> if this, these supplement companies... Don't have to put any of the substance into the thing. This is better than my idea of opening a psychic account on Etsy. Yeah. Like, because, like, like, that's already... But you got to put in a little bit of work. You have to develop a personality or, you know, like a character. A persona, yeah. A persona, thank you. Yeah. You have to, like, actually, like, respond to emails and shit. In this like, case, you And I just was, like, sitting there going, how do I feel about that? Would I be okay just taking money from highly gullible people? This, however... Requires next to no work. You just got to get pills and put water in them. I'm just going to send Pez out. Yes. As the fucking treatment for everything. Probably better. Pez. A little <laughs> bit of sugar so you actually get a little bit of yeah. a little, uh, this little sugar, a little spike. And what you, what you do, as long as you don't use the word cure, right? this is for treatment of <laughs> the flu. It's red Pez. You don't, want, don't use blue Pez for, for flu. Never. Use blue pads for your cancer. Does the dispenser matter? <laughs> yes, of course it matters. <laughs> Obviously. You want to, if you really want to treat your flu, you put your red pads into your Chewbacca dispenser. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you well, know, that's the one that you do in lieu of gargling, right? <laughs> <laughs> you took my joke. <laughs> I was, I? I was on were the way. Work, to, I was on the way to the there? sound. I was on the way to the sound. <laughs> you got to it first. 
<laughs> Wait, is that salt water you're gargling with? No, it's Pez. <laughs> it's for my flu. <laughs> anyway, what's your next thing? Okay, uh, well, my next thing yeah. is acupuncture. Ooh. Acupuncture. It's, it's the a- most accurate of all of the punctures. All the puncturing that you one could do. Of every type of puncture, that's this, the accuratest. Yes. And so, therefore... The best. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Clearly. Um, based in uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Deeply rooted. Um, this is uh, an, a, 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 a very old ancient. practice. Ancient. As, as long as you can use the term ancient, it must be good. As we know from the TV ads from mm-hmm. the 80s about... Laundry detergent. <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret, <laughs> huh? God, how terrible. Uh, anyway, um, so acupuncture, uh, you know, benefits from this weird uh, prejudice in the West uh, that, 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 that we have for ancient Eastern things yeah. and thought that it's somehow, somehow the ancients... The 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 that the, the, these people from thousands of years ago were tapped into something that modern modern science just cannot understand. Well, we've just abandoned right. it. We've oh. just we there's there's just so much wisdom uh, <laughs> in the East that we've just turned our backs on. Yeah, yeah. The East. This uh, we mentioned it earlier. The uh, acupuncture is based on the idea of chi. Mm. Uh, which is uh, like a life force or an energy that flows through the body type thing. Right? Yes, it, and obviously it's true because they claim it is, that there's chi. Because anciently they understood this. Right. Clearly, right? <laughs> Doi. Uh, and uh, so the the energy flows through pathways in the body sure. uh, that are known as meridians. Oh, okay? as you do. Uh, and... Uh, there are um, so illness mm-hmm. happens when the chi uh, is flowing or is I'm sorry is blocked in yeah. specific meridians. Sure, right? Um, and uh, and so there are two types of chi. Guess what they are? Um, ch- cheddar and. <laughs> These are the cheese, right? We're talking about cheese. yin and yang. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, and w- they they can be out of balance. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. You get too of much course. yin. Then where's what your yang going? To yang. Yeah. Where's that? Where is it? Uh, it's, it's all over the it's place. It's a fucking disaster. You're a mess. Your meridians are fucked. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um, and uh, so so acupuncture, mm. as we alluded to being a very accurate puncture right <laughs> uh they, they take little thin needles and they have these sort of points right. on the body uh that are uh they they coincide with points at which meridians cross mm. right um will that helps to improve the flow of chi and of the chi. balance between yin and yang right right um, by so, by sticking a needle in you, by sticking a needle in you, in your skin, and if you're lucky, uh-huh. you will find an acupuncturist who uses all new needles. <laughs> no, 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 because plenty of them don't. What? Plenty of them wash their needles. Ew. So if you're lucky, you'll find one who uses all new needles 
and who uh, who actually like swabs you down with alcohol beforehand uh, because you're piercing the skin. Here's the deal, Dan. Yeah. I reject that practice of acupuncture because that is clearly a modern. <laughs> right, right, right. That's using uh, modern medicine. Uh, that, 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 no, no. Germ- I want the purest, most ancient, mm-hmm. most germ-ridden needles. No, there are no germs in ancient China. <laughs> Puncturing my body at these crossing points where, yeah. the, where the meridians cross. Let me tell you something. If your meridians are opened up, there's not a thing in the world a germ can do to you. Uh, except give you a staph infection. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on which meridian, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how quickly the yin and the yang, like, get back into balance. Sure, yeah. sure. This you could important. Need, you could require several treatments, at which point, who knows <laughs> what uh, what will become of you and your staph infection. Uh, apparently, some acupuncture practice now has adopted some sort of modern modification. Okay. Have you ever heard of electrified... Ooh, uh, acupuncture. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if we're adjusting the chi, you you want you, you want, want electricity. You want to juice it, baby. Juice oh, it. It's high. It's far more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they use electrical stimulation through the acupuncture needles. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, the article <laughs> says, this is not acupuncture. It is transcutaneous electrical stimulation, which is an accepted treatment for chronic pain. Masquerading as acupuncture. So this is acupuncturists doing a treatment that, m- that, that modern medicine, modern developed. medicine developed. Right. And being like, look, it works. Ta-da. <laughs> Here's the thing. The reason that I brought up the, uh, the whole, like, you know, swabbing you down and everything is that uh-huh. people have died from staph infections due to acupuncture. acupuncture. People, like, you can get infected if you're not careful with it. There, no. No? No, Dan. Okay. <laughs> it is... It their, is true that their, when you when you don't their have their gang to, was far too strong for the yin. That's true. It was just that's what it was. They yeah. were going to die anyway. They were going to die anyway. There's they, nothing. They were already. There was really nothing that acupuncturists could have done. No. Aside from using not, new needles. Aside from <laughs> not stabbing them. <laughs> aside from not practicing acupuncture. Right. Um, Here's the other thing. I I you know I've heard a lot of people talk about how this actually does relieve pain for them. Uh, and I can see that here's okay. There is a concept out there where, where, where a little bit of pain of one kind distracts your nervous system from the other pain that you're experiencing. Sure. And so I forget what that's called. This article, I can't, I don't remember where it's at in it, mm-hmm. um, actually talks about that. Sure. And it's like, once again, this is a claim that acupuncture as an, as a traditional Chinese, medical practice never made right this is just something that has come out of it they the claim is the pin goes in your body and it and it realigns the flow right so you have to hold it to what its claim is right well i mean the thing is that what i'm what i'm getting at is the needle distracts your nervous system for a second right well what i'm getting at is there is a a, a, a way counter irritation that this could that, that this is helping people. So right. like you go to the guy, you feel like you're in pain. Right. He bonks a couple needles into you, and then you don't feel like you're in pain, and suddenly you're like, yes, acupuncture works. Right. 
and you but then you go but the problem is that people buy into the chi thing the meridians right. thing and, and all the stuff that goes with it all the explanations right that are from a time when they couldn't possibly know what's actually happening inside of your body no it was a theory right it, it was, was a, a philosophy right right it, it was this really dumb hypothesis that they came up with when they found out that if you poke needles into somebody who's in pain sometimes they're not in pain anymore right so anyway, that, I, I think that's what happens a lot. Right, is that something has a small temporary effect. Right, that is unstudied and unproven, and and right. and, and they don't know what it is, and they build this narrative around it right. of what it's doing and how it works right. and all these things that they don't have any basis for other than they're just right. guessing, like they're just pulling it out of the thin right. air. It did one little thing, and now it does. Everything. Now I'll fix all the world. Right. I will fix all the world by poking you with needles. Right. That's the whole thing. So, uh, so yeah, here's, so there's a lot of people. The, the thing that I love is when people talk about big pharma, they're just in it for the money. Big medicine, they're just in it for the money. All mm. these hospitals, they're mm -hmm. just in it. They're just trying to make money. No vitamin manufacturer is in it for the money. No, no. Not one. Not, there's not a single supplement manufacturing company. <laughs> There's, you know what? There is not. There is no chiropractor in the world who wants to make money. None. They, 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 they have to feed their family. Every so they, single, well, and it doesn't work if you don't if you don't charge people because they need to feel that uh, they they need to to it needs to cost them something for it to work. <sighs> yeah, but they're not buy in. in really. They're not in it for the money, you yeah. guys. None of these other companies are trying to are trying to get money out of you. So don't worry. There's no danger with alternative medicine. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll leave with the sentiment. I didn't I didn't make this up, but uh, I saw it online somewhere. I don't remember who said it. Some comedian, maybe. Mm. Maybe it was Tim Minchin. I'll give it. I'm going to credit Tim Minchin. All right. Who said? Do you know what they call alternative medicine that's been proven to work? Medicine. <laughs> that's the answer, kids. If it's been proven to work, then it's medicine. Then your doctor can use it. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go near alternative medicine. No. Alternative, alternative science. Alternative music is fine. <laughs> alternative does not... There's only one way that science works, and that's science. Yeah. No, I prefer alternative science. Uh, they're not, they're I'm they're rebelling against science. That doesn't work. There's no such thing. Nope. It's not Pretty science. Sure. It's, Pretty sure. Nope. All right, kids. Uh, well, well when, when all of you want to rail on us for attacking your alternative practice of choice yeah here's how you do it you write into us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com yeah tell us which ones are real yeah you can call uh prove it to us and leave a voicemail message at uh 424-666-8442 yeah go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist and uh berate mckenzie uh about her alternative practices and while you're on Facebook. Uh-huh. Search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yes. And request to join. Yep. Dan uh, might let you in. I might at some point. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we want to thank the Red Hot Red Hot Rock Club or the Red Rock Hot Club, whatever, there you go. Yeah. for the use of their fine, fine music. And Mackenzie. Yeah, thank her. Yeah, thank she's you, amazing. Mackenzie. She's been, you she's, do so much for us. She's been going above so and thank beyond. thank you very she's much. A, she's a delight. And um, thank you. Dear listener, for listening. Yeah. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye.